Hey guys, I'm your host Smita Gunturi and welcome to the Jenny podcast, your weekly podcast on transformational journeys. Hope you guys enjoy. This is the first time facing the reality of my childhood trauma and spoke about it as if I'm sharing the pain with someone else which I was never able to do before. So if possible, I would like to request everyone to watch this episode instead of hearing it. If you are watching and looking at the picture there, I was around this age when it began. I have recorded this episode more than a year back, so you see a lot of pain and tears while telling my story. After recording is when I started my podcast and my healing journey. Hearing others' stories and sharing mine with few grown me to a place where I can fearlessly talk about it enough. The more you talk and share, the less power it has on you. I'm so blessed to have these like-minded people and communities to support people like me. I think I compartmentalize my emotional situations and deal with it when it is needed. I never thought I have to deal with this situation at all. But trust me, every trauma need to be dealt with. If not, someday if you are hurt with something else, the root cause will always be a different trauma that you never dealt with. Past couple of years or so, I'm having this a lot in my mind that I have to speak about it out cuz I never spoke about it. I don't know how to even talk about what kind of words that I have to even get it out. Does this mean did I forget about it? I don't know what happened. No. I have always known what happened. And every time when a friend says that they are leaving their kids with friends or with someone else, this triggers an a lot. But all that I could say to them was don't send your kids anywhere. You don't have to send them for a night out. don't post their pictures in social media i don't know why i do that but i do that a lot maybe that's the way i feel i'm safe too it's been a long time for me to carry this pain without telling it out when i mentioned the reason for starting this podcast is to create awareness that's where it all started for me not having awareness of such things at all when i wanted to talk about it and don't know where to start or what kind of words that i have to even get together to explain about this situation i thought i can write it and just read what happened instead of me explaining it and feel that i'm reliving that every single time i tried talking about this sitting all alone by myself First I sat alone started talking it out loud. I cried so many times. I don't know why. Then I started talking looking at myself in the mirror. I even cried more than also I don't know why. Is that shame and guilt that we carry for so long? But when I really thought about it sitting through each and everything that happened to me that's when it 
triggered or realized, why am I even feeling shame? What is that I'm carrying, the guilt in me? Why? Did I do something wrong? Not really. I did not do anything wrong. It's not my fault. Then why am I worrying about? What is that I'm worried about? So before I go further, when I have to address that question, what is that I worry about? I'm worried about my family, especially my brother. Sorry that I have to do this now. I'm doing this for me. I just wanted to read what I have written. I don't know if I'm able to talk, but I'm just going to read. I think I was seven or eight year old. The house that we were living was brought by someone else and there was a remodeling of the house was happening at one corner of the building. There was this guy working in there, my name Chandraya. He's 50, 55 year old, I believe, at that time. Whenever I play outside, whenever he finds me, he picks me up. The way he hugs or kisses me felt so different. But at first, it was just hugging me, kissing me. After a couple of days, I felt so odd with the way that he was doing. I ran to my parents and I told them, Mom, Dad, this guy is kissing me. Unfortunately, he was behind me when I was explaining that to my parents. No, actually, I was telling them. I don't know what to explain. I was just telling them. But yes, unfortunately, this guy was behind me when I was telling them. He came running. He picked me up right in front of my parents. And he again kissed me on my cheek and said to them that he misses his granddaughter dearly and I resemble her a lot. And so he's just trying to get that gap filled. And there is nothing that my parents should be alarmed of on my complaint to them. Little that they understood, my parents just laughed it out and said it's okay to me. Since then he slowly started doing things, using me a bit more than usual. Usual kissing and hugging went to holding me a little more cuddling he started undressing himself before me and started to masturbate. Then my hands were used to do the same. And after a little while, it was more than that. While this is going on with this guy, there was another crippled guy with two little boys. He also started the same with me. They used to live and upstairs. At first I used to go to their house to play with the little kids and after that it became them calling me for help. Little that I know with my previous experience, I know that my parents will again say the same. With these two guys, it was almost two to three years past. Sometime in this period, I was having severe allergies down there. I don't know even if we call that as an allergy infection. I was taken to the doctor, a gynecologist where I was diagnosed, or said actually, not diagnosed, I might be allergic to the panty cloth that I'm using. So she asked us to get a specific cloth and have my panties handmade. And she prescribed a dark purple color liquid to apply there, and the infections go away. I don't remember when 
I got out of those infections. But I do remember I used those handmade panties for a long time, almost until I got my first period. I got my first period around 14 and a half years old. Around that time, to be more precise, the third month of my period. Except my parents, we don't have separate bedrooms, so we all used to sleep on the floor in our living rooms. So my brother and I were sleeping on either side of this uncle one day when he visited. I was wearing an yellow skirt with a half white top. In the middle of sleep, this uncle removed almost all the buttons except the top two. And the skirt was moved up with his legs in between mine. When he started touching and rubbing with his legs, I got off the sleep and ran to the wall and saw him acting as he is in a deep sleep. I was stoned and could not say anything then or even after. At about 17 and 18 years old, there was another uncle, a church pastor. He took permission from my dad that he would take me out for an ice cream. We ordered our ice creams and he all of a sudden started to have this odd conversation, having his hands on me in very odd places. His recommendation was that since I'm getting closer to being an adult and I'll be married one day soon, he would like to teach me on how I can take care of my man after my marriage. He's already teaching his wife's sister daughter who is a couple of years younger to me, he added. With this, it felt like I had enough and I want him to behave. He assured that it can be our little secret and don't have to tell anyone. And also added that his brother, my dad, would never believe in me, even if I did tell him. When he said that, it never really surprised me for some reason, I don't know why. But still, went back to my dad and told my dad that this guy is having very uncomfortable conversations with me. My dad did not even let me complete my sentence and want me to watch my mouth on what and whom I'm talking about. Because this guy is a church pastor and has literally been looked up by everybody in the town, like as if he is God himself. I was devastated and never wanted to talk about it ever again to anybody. So I, I started acting. Nothing ever happened to me. I don't have to deal with it anymore because my own parents never understood what I'm going through, not believed in me, not even wanted to give a chance for me to say it out loud. Since then, all I ever wanted is to be safe and secure, which clearly was not there at home with my own family. So I started looking for it outside from anybody and everybody that I can get around. If they are not touching me, but still wanted to be around me, I was okay with it because they are guarding me. I don't care who that is, why they are around me. I believe there is no age limit for something like this to happen. Though I started talking about my story when I'm seven years old or eight years old, this never really stopped. I was 31 year old after my dad passed away. There is this couple, my dad's close friends, 
and both of them are doctors whom I treat like my parents. The lady doctor was a gynecologist and the guy was general practitioner, a surgeon. After my dad passed away, I was suffering with a severe stomach pain and visited the male doctor. At first he was examining the reason for the pain and he asked me to loosen up my dress. Once I loosened up my dress, he started touching more and in unwanted places and made himself to touch me. I could not say a word with tears out of my eyes. Having all these memories rushing inside me for once, I could not even say a word. I went home. All that I was able to do was just get a courage and say that he misbehaved. But again, there is no use in saying it out loud. Why I couldn't even say no to him on his face? Years of this pain, carrying this guilt, carrying this shame is not easy. As I said, what am I even shameful of? Why am I even carrying this guilt? Am I responsible for somebody to do this to me? I heard a couple comments before saying, if you haven't done anything, why will they do something to you like this? Even if you are addressing that question to an adult, that might make sense. Or that, or that adult might be able to give you some kind of an answer. But when this happened to a seven-year-old, what is that actually waited for somebody to do this to us? For all the parents that are listening to this right now, I just wanted to ask one question. What would you do if this happened to your child? Please keep your children safe with you. Try to understand what kind of a help that you are asking and whom you are asking. These people are always around you. What is that I want from this? Why am I even telling my story today? Keep your children with you. You don't have to send them anywhere. They might be hurt for a bit. But that's okay. They don't have to be hurt their entire life for something they did not do. Be aware of whom you are leaving your kids with. What kind of a help you are expecting from other people. Be close with your kids and let them express anything they wanted to. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter on the topic. It doesn't matter how they express. That's okay. Just hear them out. Trust them on what they are telling you. Little kids cannot make up stuff like this. And they may not be able to explain everything that is happening to. So please, listen to them carefully. 
Be with them. Stay with them. Listen to them. I don't want any other kid to keep crying their life out. Please take care of your children. Don't let some monster take their innocence away. Don't let kids to go through this pain because you are not able to understand what it is. Be aware of your child's behavioral patterns. Any change in their behavior, their words, everything and anything will definitely help. Couple years before I was sitting with my son one day when he was sharing about his day and was showing some YouTube videos. There was this one video particularly he showed where 13 kids, teenage kids, were sharing about their childhood sexual abuse by their own family members. I cried by watching that. I was literally crying. Little that my son know, he started pulling me saying like, I know mom that you watch movies and cry, you watch anything and cry, but this today you are different. What is happening to you? I couldn't really get words to tell him what it is. But when these memories hit me hard, I couldn't control. I cried so much. All that I could tell him at that time. Something like this happened to me as well. He did not ask anything. He did not say a word. He hugged me tight and he said, it's okay, I'm here for you today. He was holding me like that for more than a couple of hours, just telling me it's okay. It felt like, that's all I wanted to hear for all these years. It's okay. It's okay, it happened. It's okay, it's not your mistake. Being a teenage kid, he understood what I was going through. What could be in my mind? He sat there with me for the whole night just to say that I'm safe. All that I wanted to hear or I feel is just to be safe. I used to get nightmares for years. I cry in my sleep. My voice is never heard when I cry. It is like someone is still closing my mouth. I wake up from my sleep crying. I want to cry my heart out. So I call my friend, my school buddy. If you are watching the video, it is him in the picture. I cry until I'm done with that episode. I was never able to tell him what it is, but I always cried saying, it's not my fault, I did not do any wrong. And I have done that more than few times. With my warnings around kids, he understood why, but never asked a question more than confirming if it is about the same. Baba, thank you, Ra. Thank you so much for being there. 
you have no idea how how much that means to me i call him baba i know i'm a little bit emotional right now thanks for listening okay thank you for tuning in and you can find me on all the socials at smitha gunturi and the show notes for any resources mentioned see you next week take care